and welcome to another episode of We, Us, and Ours. We are so excited to have you guys here with us today. And today we have a very fun travel story. It is one of my favorite stories to talk about. And it's about how I visited all 50 U.S. states before turning 18. That was my first real big adult goal, I would say, and my first big travel goal too, which was very exciting, but I'm going to be sharing the story of how I did it and specifically the roller coaster that was the last six states to visit. I have grown up in a household that enjoyed traveling, but we didn't do a super large amount of traveling until a little bit later into my adolescence, and that was when my dad bought an RV in 2007 it was the most random thing that had happened was that one day my dad just put me in the car and said get in I said okay drove me to Wisconsin and we showed up at an RV dealership and he said pick one and we walked away with a 32 foot class C RV and for any of you who don't know much about RVs because it's not something that a lot of people randomly know a lot of information about but a class C RV is the one that has kind of like a boop, like a lump over the driver's seat. Whereas class ARVs are the ones that look like tour buses that are just rectangular. So we had a cute little class CRV with the little the little nub over the driver's seat. And that was an, an extra bed actually. And so I would sleep up there a lot because it was almost like sleeping on a bunk bed. But we spent three summers driving cross country with the RV and the first year we were living in Chicago still and it was just the two of us and we got the RV and we left from Chicago went up to Wisconsin Minnesota over through South Dakota we went to the Black Hills saw Mount Rushmore and then made it over to Yellowstone what was very crazy about that trip though was that we were getting very close to Yellowstone and there was a fire that was blocking one of the entrances to the park. So they said that you had to enter in through Montana, through the northern part of the park. And we said, okay, well, how far away is that from here? They said it's about an eight-hour drive. And we're like, well, we've been driving all day, so we're just going to spend the night here and then start there tomorrow. And we stayed at a campground nearby in Cody, Wyoming. And while we were just hanging out at the campground, a car, a Cadillac, with instead of the Cadillac logo in on the front of the car, it was two bullhorns, like Texas Longhorns. Um, and it was it was one of those kind of cars that you see from a mile away. And he was driving around with a bullhorn. He said, "Come to the Cody, Wyoming rodeo tonight." And he was promoting it. And my dad and I looked at each other. And we're like, well, what else do we have to do? So that was the first and only rodeo that I have I have ever been to was the Cody, Wyoming rodeo because of the fire at Yellowstone. So that's a little side note to say sometimes it's the crazy detours. And when your travels don't go as plans that you get those crazy adventures. But we drove back. After we did Yellowstone, we visited Montana and up uh, all kind of those western states there. And then we headed to Colorado and back to Chicago. The next year, we moved to Virginia. 
so when we did our summer trip, we were leaving from Virginia to Maine, and we visited all of the states on the way up besides Rhode Island and Vermont, because it was just out of the way for us and we were going to we were going to hit Vermont but it just added too much time so we said okay we'll we'll do it another time and then the third year and the final year that we had the RV we left from Virginia and we drove all the way out to Dallas and then we drove along the coast essentially back up and one of the other ways that we hit a lot of the states even before the RV actually, was my dad and I took an Amtrak train trip from Chicago to Los Angeles. You might not be very great with geography. That is a long, a long way from Chicago to LA. It was, I want to say it was over, it was about 75 hours, I think, on the train. So it was over, it was over three days. And three days on the train, that's a lot of time, especially because I was 10 years old when, when we went on this trip. So think back before a lot of technology, before real smartphones, and think, how as a 10-year-old are you going to entertain yourself for three days? And it was, it was challenging to say the least, but we had, we had a fun time, so we made it out there because the plan was we were going to go to Disneyland and we made it to Disneyland. Disneyland during spring break is one of the worst places on the planet, I am convinced, because it is so busy. You are waiting hours to go on a single ride. And my dad, with his bad back, he was like, I don't want to go on like any of these. And I'm thinking, I'm 10 years old. I don't want to go on these by myself. So Disneyland was kind of a dud. And then while we were making our way back, my dad got food poisoning and he was sick the entire three days back to Chicago. So not only were we on a train for three days without much to entertain me, but I couldn't really be in the room because my dad was sick. And so he was sleeping and resting and I was in the observatory car and just hanging around the train trying to keep myself preoccupied for three days. But that wasn't even the most notable part of this trip. I am all about sharing travel tips and things that are going to make your life easier when you are traveling. So I'm going to tell you this about traveling on an Amtrak. If you travel on an Amtrak, I would say go one person up from however many are in the room that it says. So at first we had gotten the two-person room and it was a little tight. So we did a three-person room on the way back, and that was much better. But when you are on a train for three days, you have to shower because three days without showering is pretty gross. And while I was showering, I showered while the train was moving. Trains go very, very fast, and the water is just going right onto the track. I can look down the drain and see the track moving, which kind of freaked me out. But the thing with the train is that it often makes stops. So because of physics, when a train starts to slow down, you move forward a little bit. So long story short, we were coming up to a stop and I was not holding on and I got ejected from the shower. Ejected. 
I flew out of the shower, slammed into the sink, and then fell back into the shower when the train made the complete stop. And oh my goodness, it was horrific. Absolutely horrific. So if you ever are traveling on an Amtrak, I recommend getting a bigger room than you would expect and shower during one of those 15 minute smoke breaks. So sometimes the train will stop at a station for 15 minutes so that people can get off and have a cigarette smoke. That's when you should shower so that you are not showering in the moving train. Or if you do, just just hold on. That's all all I could give. So all of this happened when I was a little bit younger, most of this travel. So by the time I was 16, I was in math class one day of all places. And if any of you know me well, you know that I'm terrible at math. So it's not a place that I enjoy being. And our teacher was doing a math problem and wanted some real world data. So she asked how many states we had all been to and we were going to put it on a graph and do some math with it. And that was the first time someone had actually asked me how many states I had been to. So I had to count it up. I've been 43 states so far. And like I said, I was 16 at the time. So right there in that math class, I said, what if I, what if I tried to make it to all 50 states before turning 18? Wouldn't that be cool? And that's where that dream was planted. That seed was planted. And I said, you know what? We're going to make it happen. So flash forward a little bit. And it was spring break, my junior year of high school. I had convinced my dad that we were going to go to Hawaii for spring break because his business partner at the time owned a house in Hawaii and said we could come visit it, whatever. And I had never been to Hawaii. So I said, yep, we got to make this happen. And typically to fly from Minneapolis, because I was living in Minneapolis at the time, to fly from there to Hawaii, you were mostly going to fly through Los Angeles. But there was an option to fly through Seattle, Washington. And I had never been to Washington, so I said, how about we kill two birds with one stone and we go to Washington. But I will say, I do not count airport layovers as visiting a state. That's cheating. That's not legit. So we spent a full day in Washington. We picked a really long layover and it just so happened to be Easter. So we flew to Seattle, Washington, and we spent a full day there. And we visited our friends, the Kearns, and we stayed with them. And we got to explore Washington a little bit. We visited where the first Starbucks was. We visited the um, the Needle. And for me, being the aviation geek that I am, we drove by where Boeing does all of their practice flights and has their big warehouses. So that was very cool. If you're ever in the Seattle area, I definitely suggest checking that out. And we went to the fish market. It was really cool. Not a whole lot of time, but enough to get a little bit of a taste of Seattle. So we went back to the airport and flew to Hawaii. So if you're following along, if you like numbers more than me, Washington was number 44 and Hawaii was number 45. And ironically enough, while we were on spring break in Hawaii, I had put a message in a bottle because I'm super unhappy living in Minneapolis. And I put a message in a bottle kind of explaining my situations. And I don't really know what's going to come from it. But I went to a little cliff and I threw the bottle into the ocean. 
And about half an hour later on the way to the airport, my dad said, how do you feel about moving back to Chicago for your senior year of high school? I don't know what magic was in that bottle that I threw off off the cliff, but a wish a wish was granted. So we moved back to Chicago for my senior year of high school, but I had never visited North Dakota. And again, if you're not great with geography or if you are not American, Minneapolis is a or <laughs> Minneapolis. Minnesota is a very northern state. It borders Canada. Illinois, where Chicago is, is a little bit farther south of it. It's still it's still north. It's still cold, but it's about a seven hour drive from Minnesota to Illinois to the Chicagoland area. And from where I was living in the Minneapolis Edina area to North Dakota to Fargo, it's a four hour drive. So I'm thinking, all right, no offense, North Dakota doesn't have a whole lot to offer. I am moving back to Chicago in a few weeks. Why would I move the seven-hour drive from Chicago to to somehow figure out how to get back to North Dakota in the next year before I turn 18? Or why don't I just go while I still live here and it's an only a four-hour drive? Y- you know, makes sense. Work smarter, not harder. So I told my dad, I said, I want to visit North Dakota. And he said, he kind of looked at me and said, okay. And I said, well, I'm, I want to drive there. And he's, he's, he looked at me thinking, well, I don't want to. And I said, okay, I'll go by myself. And he said, no, you, you're 16. You've had your license for a few months. I'm not going to let you drive four hours by yourself to cross a border to then drive four hours back by yourself. And I said, okay, fine. I'll get a friend to take me. And he said, no, because what if you get tired? I don't want a friend driving the car. And I was not going to take no for an answer. So I said, what do I need to do to be able to get you to agree to this? And he said, you have to find someone over the age of 25 who I trust that I would feel comfortable driving the car if you got tired. And I said, fine. And I went to church that next Sunday and I found a friend of mine. Bridget, who was 25, that my dad trusted. And I said, what are you doing on Saturday? She said, nothing. I said, you want to go on an adventure with me? And I told her my plan and she said, sure. So I came back, told my dad, I said, I found someone. And he said, I can't believe it, but fine. And so I put together a road trip playlist. I was ready and I picked up Bridget. We drove the four hours to Fargo. We stopped We went to a chocolate shop that specialized in chocolate-covered potato chips. Very weird. Not a huge fan. We went to TGI Fridays, and we drove back. That was literally my entire North Dakota experience. But I do have to point out, because this is the, honestly, the highlight of my North Dakota road trip was that while we were driving back, only a few minutes after we'd passed the border back into Minnesota, We were driving on the highway, and like I said, I had a great road trip playlist, and the song YMCA came on, so Bridget was doing the full YMCA motion with both hands, and I did it with one arm because driving, being safe, and all of a sudden, this car, this black BMW, is going probably... (sighs) 
probably 95 miles per hour, speeds up really close and then gets right next to us and then just drops down to my speed. And I'm going about 60. So we look over like, what is this guy doing? We look over. He looks at us. He positions his body onto the steering wheel so that it stays stable. He turns to us, does YMCA, and then floors it. No lie, hits probably about 115 and we never see him again. And Bridget and I were dying, thinking, what what just happened? So the man had seen us dancing in the car as he was quickly coming up to us, literally did the dance, and then whipped off. And that was the highlight of my North Dakota trip because you you could never you could never write that story. That just was a one in a million type of random event. So North Dakota was number 46. I moved to Chicago a few weeks later, moved back to Chicago, and then hadn't done anything until senior year spring break. So one year since Hawaii. And this was peak time to be doing college stuff, figuring all of that out. And I had, I was down to three colleges at this point. High Point University in North Carolina, TCU, Texas Christian University down in Texas, and the University of Oregon out in Oregon. So I had already visited High Point, but I had not visited TCU or Oregon. So for spring break, my dad and I said, why don't we visit both? And I had never been to Oregon. So this was going to be state number 47. But in one week to go from Texas to Oregon, that's a really weird jump from Chicago. So we flew down from Chicago to Texas. We went to a actually a three-day business conference in Texas, visited TCU, and then we flew from Texas to Seattle, Washington, rented a car and drove from Seattle down to Eugene, Oregon. It was very beautiful. The West Coast is gorgeous. So if you ever get the chance to explore there, highly recommend it. Oregon, especially that route from Seattle to Eugene, had a lot of sheep. I was very surprised about it, but it was a beautiful trip. Oregon was very rainy, a little chilly. And ultimately, I decided to go to High Point University in North Carolina, but I still got to cross Oregon off my list. So we're down to the last three states now. Rhode Island, Vermont, and Alaska. Like, very random, random states. Rhode Island is the smallest of the U.S. states. Vermont isn't really known for a whole lot besides maple syrup, white cheddar, cheese, <laughs> and Ben and Jerry's. I will, I will say Ben and Jerry's. And then Alaska, it's huge. It's the largest state, but it's so far away. So at this point, we're at the end of my senior year of high school. So it's about, mm, probably about May, June. And I'm turning 18 at the end of August. So I only have a little bit of time to hit these three states. So I had asked my aunt if she would travel with me to go visit Rhode Island and Vermont. And she said yes, and we went for a weekend. It was right before I graduated, actually. So it was probably April or May, and I graduated in June of that year. 
So we flew out for a weekend. We flew to Providence, Rhode Island. Funny story about Providence and that whole weekend was that I had already accepted that I was going to High Point University and was active in the Facebook group at the time. So there was a girl that I had connected with in the Facebook group who was from Providence, Rhode Island, and she seemed really cool. So I messaged her and I said, hi, you live in Rhode Island, right? She said, yeah, kind of like, "Mm, why? And I said, well, I'm trying to visit all 50 states before turning 18 and I'm coming to Rhode Island in like a week. Do you want to go get breakfast? And I know that that probably just sounded crazy, but she said yes. And we met up for breakfast on a Saturday morning in at an IHOP in Providence, Rhode Island in South Providence. And we, I walk up and I immediately say, hi, I'm Charlotte. And she said, hi, I'm Gabby. And I said, I'm a hugger and wrap my arms around her. And as I'm hugging her, she goes, I'm not. (laughs) So you would be shocked to believe that Gabby and I are still very, very close friends. That that is the spark of our friendship was me hitting her up on the Facebook group saying, do you want to go get uh, pancakes at IHOP? And funny thing that Gabby will attest to is that she didn't want to go. Her mom had been like, oh, Gabby, it'll be so great. Meet some new friends at college. And Gabby was thinking, who is this weird girl? I probably shouldn't go. But uh, I'm glad that she did. And it left the the best memory of Rhode Island that I could I could ask for. So after leaving breakfast with Gabby, my aunt and I headed up to Vermont. It's a few hour drive. I want to say probably two and a half, three hours. Not not bad. So we had rented a car. We drove up, got a little bit lost, ended up on a dirt road. I don't even remember how we got off the highway. It was just chaotic. And finally, we reach the Vermont border, but not on a main road. So it's literally just this one simple random green sign that says welcome to Vermont. So I got out, took a picture because this was state number 49. I'm thinking I'm almost there. And so we drive into Vermont a little bit and we're still on just back country roads. And we ended up stopping for a bathroom break and a snack, not even like a restaurant. We just picked up some snacks and it was near the highway. My aunt goes, okay, time to go back now. And I'm thinking, what? So we we left Vermont and we drove back to Rhode Island. And Vermont, very much like North Dakota, was just a quick pop in, pop out. But I do have plans to go to Vermont again soon because I would love to visit the Ben and Jerry's factory. And if you don't know what that is, go check it out. Ben and Jerry's ice cream has their factory in Vermont. They do tours. And what I really want to see is the flavor graveyard. The flavor graveyard at Ben and Jerry's factory has all the old flavors that they don't make anymore. And it's such a play on words of why it died. And it's just, it's so funny. I need to see it. But now we have reached the 50th state and the fun thing was that Alaska was my my dad's 50th state too. So I'm trying to convince him and said, Dad, this is your 50th state. Let's go. But he didn't really have as much of an interest to go. He's like, oh, I'll get there eventually. I'm like, no, let's do this. 
And he said, well, I don't really want to spend a lot of money right now. And I said, okay, let, let me figure this out. So I did what any resourceful 17-year-old would do, and I logged onto his American Airlines account and saw that he had 100,000 miles just sitting in there. So I ended up finding a flight for us that would cost us each 50,000 miles round trip, which is not terrible. So I, I brought this to him. I said, Dad, I found an option. We just have to pay the taxes and fees. And he said, fine. If we're not spending a lot of money on flight, I don't want to spend a lot of money on hotel. And I said, okay. So we booked the flight and we were going to be in Alaska for only 36 hours. 36 hours. It's literally a day and a half. A day and a half in a city doesn't sound that bad. But when I tell you that round trip, the airfare was going to be 23 hours of travel. <laughs> That's literally insane. Because we booked it with miles, they don't always give you the best flight options. So we flew from Chicago to Seattle. Seattle, no, we flew, we had another leg before that. We flew Chicago to San Jose, California. San Jose to Seattle. Seattle to Ketchikan which is in Alaska, it's an island, and then Ketchikan to Juneau. Juneau is the capital of Alaska. So we landed in Juneau, and it was, it was late. It was, the sun was just setting because in the summer, the sun is almost 24 hours. So it was about 10, 9.30, 10 p.m. when we landed. We walked across the street to the hotel across the street from the airport, and we went to bed the next morning we got up pretty early we had no agenda and my dad said oh well let's try to live like the locals let's let's take the the public bus into town thinking okay so we get on the public bus and it was it was something you know those people that talk really loud in public that everyone is listening to but not even they're trying to but it, they're just speaking very loud in a public area so everyone has to listen you you know those people so we're on the bus and there is a man who looked like the stereo like the image of an Eskimo he was the cutest man I've ever seen and then sitting next to him with an another man probably in his late 40s early 50s and a woman in the back of the bus just starts like yelling to him like oh my gosh Steve is that you he looks back and goes oh my gosh Sarah yeah and they're going back and forth and they're talking throughout the entire bus very very loud and says how's your daughter she says oh you know she's fine she's doing much better I'm I'm so glad she's going to college down in Oregon you know getting away from here with that whole heroin problem did you did you just yell heroin problem on the bus? And we all just look at her and like clockwork, the bus driver interrupts and on the little speaker says, is anyone getting off at Walmart? And this precious little old lady raises her hand and the uh, bus driver says, well, there was just a black bear spotted in the parking lot. So be bear aware what 
My dad and I look at each other thinking, what the heck have we gotten ourselves into? Genuinely what? So we make it past Walmart and the Black Bear in the parking lot, and we made it into the city of Juneau, which is honestly just one big street. But that's where the cruise ships dock, because a lot of people go on Alaskan cruise ships. So they have all of the adventures and outings that you can do based there. So we went and we walked around and we found a tour that was taking people to the huge glacier. And it was a glacier and a waterfall and a hike and a little bit of a wildlife tour. So we signed up for that. And we went and it was beautiful. We got to see a lot of bald eagles and got to see the glacier. I think it's the Mendenhall Glacier is what it's called. It was beautiful and a huge waterfall next to it. Very, very pretty. Still a little bit chilly because it's Alaska, even though it was late June. But after that, that took a few hours. So we came back to the main part of Juneau. And my dad and I looked at each other and said, what now? And someone walked up to us and said, do you guys want to go on a whale watching tour? And we looked at each other and said, okay, sounds fun. So the next thing we did was we went on a whale watching expedition, which was also incredible. It was beautiful to be out on the water. We saw so many humpback whales. We saw seals, bald eagles, incredible. But the notable thing from this was that our captain who was named captain larry and oh captain larry was something he had a long beard and a mustache and it was all gray but the mustache was almost stained with like years of coffee and probably cigarette smoke and just maybe a little bit of of snot i don't really know it was it was a look to say the least But one of the whales came and got really, really close to our boat. And the woman who was leading the tour, she walked up and she goes, Ah, that's Captain Larry's special whale. And I look at her thinking, what? She said, yeah, she always comes up really closely to the boat because she knows the sound of Captain Larry's motor. I I wish you could see the face that I made. That just glassed over look of... What? What what did you... His special... The sound of his... What? Yeah, 17-year-old Charlotte was not prepared. And even just thinking about it now, as 24-year-old Charlotte still would have never been prepared for that. For that conversation. But we saw a lot of great whales. We came back to shore. And we decided it was time for dinner and we stopped at a restaurant nearby of course to get some fresh seafood my dad got alaskan salmon which i am allergic to salmon so i went with the alaskan king crab i think part of that was because when i was a kid i was always obsessed with deadliest catch on discovery channel of the alaskan crab fishers so i got some crab it was great super fresh delicious and then we headed back to our hotel went to bed, woke up, and first flight of the morning out was us. So we walk over to the airport, and our flight back is Juno to Sitka, Sitka 
to Seattle, Seattle to Chicago. We had a short layover in Sitka, which is another Alaskan island. And we landed and we said, okay, well, we'll just hang, we'll just like hang out in the airport. It's fine. And we get off the plane and we're out of the airport. My dad and I are looking around thinking, what? So there was no real airport. It was just like security. That was it. So we walked out in front of the airport and there was a taxi driver there. And we said, how much do we have to pay you to drive us around for an hour and just talk about the town? He goes, 60 bucks. We said, okay, fine. (laughs) So he drove us around. It's a big fisherman's town. And he took us to this little shack of a restaurant that sold uh, crab chowder. Oh, it was so good. So we stopped there. The three of us, my dad, him, and I had lunch. We had crab chowder. And then he drove us back to the airport. And I'm, I'm not kidding. You go through security. It's literally the conveyor belt. And then you immediately walk onto the plane. It was crazy. So we flew to Seattle, had a brief layover there, and then flew back to Chicago. And I was able to officially say that with a month and a half to spare, I visited all 50 states before turning 18, which was absolutely crazy, a really fun adventure. And I'm very blessed to say that I've been to, I think it's 32 of those states again now since turning 18. So between the ages of 18 and 24, I've been able to revisit 32 of them. And it's it's been amazing to get to see some of these states from a different perspective, from my child's perspective versus my adult perspective. But the real moral of this story, explaining all of this, is that one, the very cliche, if there's a will, there's a way, because there were a lot of obstacles and reasons that I shouldn't have been able to accomplish this, but I did not want to take no as an answer. And I said, this is something I'm excited about. I'm going to make happen. And I think the most important thing to note is that travel doesn't have to take a lot of time and it doesn't have to take a lot of money. North Dakota, Vermont, Alaska even. There are ways that you can travel in a way that fit your lifestyle, fit your time, fit your budget. And that's what I have become really passionate about helping others. So If you want to travel, if you have travel goals, if you want to visit new places, but you don't know how to do it in a way that fits your lifestyle, fits your budget, fits your time restraints, reach out to me. I would love to be able to to help you. And I would love to hear what part of this story really resonated with you, made you laugh, encouraged you. And I just want to thank you guys. I have some incredible guests coming up soon. The next few episodes are going to be very guest heavy and I'm really excited to share these stories with you guys. So thank you for tuning in. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you all soon. Mm -hmm.